Well, hello, metal. <laughs> oh, you beat me to it. I wasn't sure if you were going to go there or not, metal. <laughs> it's so nice to see you. Oh, likewise. I mean, can you believe January eleventh, twenty seventeen? No. Five years five ago. Years. Five years ago. Oh my god! So our like actual like five year friendship anniversary would be a little bit before that because um, basically for anyone who's listening to this who doesn't know how we know each other, um, I had Jay on the, my show, Jay Jay Thorne here, and we just fell into friendom. And when we were done talking, we're like, okay, let's not do a podcast. We can't do a podcast together. We can't do a podcast. Okay, we'll do a podcast together. <laughs> yeah, that debate lasted all about thirty minutes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, maybe like two minutes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like I, I can't think of another five year segment of my life that felt as long as these past five years. Well, to me, they feel so short. At the same time, right? I mean, yeah, 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 totally. It, it feels like it, it's gone by in a blink. Like the older you get, yeah. the faster the, the time moves. Yeah. But five, like pre pandemic, pre oh um, self employment, uh, you were still working at your day job. Yes. Yeah. Both of us have moved. Uh, 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 you a little further than me. <laughs> I, I guess I went a little bit further than, than, than more people do. I ended up in New Zealand. Um, but we both did the whole thing of like selling our homes and purging everything. And I will say that the reason we can do that is because we're self-employed. Yes. And that's, um, that's amazing. So how are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing really well. How are you? I'm doing really well. I love it here. So, so tell it's, us, uh, tell us a little bit about now. Like you are, you're sort of past that transitional phase. You were, yeah. you guys were all over the country for a while. You yeah. found your your wonderful place with a wonderful view. You've kind of settled in. Yeah. Where are you now? Are you are you making friends? Are you getting put into yes. involved in the community? That's the that's been the most exciting part of putting starting to put down roots into Wellington. It still feels a little bit weird because I don't know if we'll ever be able to afford to buy here, but um, but I would like to imagine that we will. But so we've been in the house now two weeks as of yesterday. I'm sorry, two months as of yesterday. And as soon as we rented this house, which is overlooking the Wellington Harbor, um, if you look at Instagram.com slash Rachel Heron, you could see the pictures of it. It's ridiculous. Uh, and it's in a, I mean, just Wellington is like a tiny sparkly San Francisco and you can walk across it in 30 minutes and everyone knows there. I have run into people in the streets and I barely know anybody, but you run into them everywhere. Um, so I've got my community of recovering alcoholics, which is fantastic because they're like this built-in community of friends and we all speak the same language and and kiwis are sometimes known for being a not standoffish at all but not like bring you in and hug you against my bosom and tell you all my troubles right like i enjoy however drunks do that so i get that like i so i have that in 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 that group but then i also have the writers and the writing community especially the romance writers um have made me feel so welcome and so and i have friends now not just acquaintances but but friends that i can text and um it's it's amazing. And so, I feel like it's finally becoming home. That is wonderful. Uh, what is, is cool? what's the difference between, or is there a difference between sort of uh, uh, the, the citizens of Wellington versus 
elsewhere in New Zealand? Are, are, the, are the people dramatically different? Because it's a much smaller country than like the United States, right? So Yeah, I think you can liken it to um, Auckland is the biggest city. It's in the, nor it's a, it's in the north part of the North Island and Wellington is in the south part of the North Island. So we're separated by this island. And Auckland, we can liken it to LA and Wellington to more San Francisco. It's a little bit more laid back. Um, Wellington will totally, totally like raise their eyebrows at Auckland people and Aucklanders don't want to go anywhere but Auckland. So there's, so there's, so there's really that. Um, but it is to me, Wellingtonian, I'm, I'm going to get mail about this from like one person, uh, probably <laughs> very politely. Um, but Wellington is, is super, super friendly and, um, super warm. I mean, New Zealanders as a rule are just the nicest, nicest people. You know how, like, you know what the, what Canada is to Americans? Like yes. they're the nice ones. New Zealand, I think, is that for the world. Like, ah. New Zealand is the Canada of the world. They're so damn nice. They're so awesome. Oh, my gosh. One of my one of my friends, one of my romance writing friends, held Thanksgiving for us. She put on a Thanksgiving at her house with wow. American flags and pumpkin pie. She'd never made a pumpkin pie. And also, I hate pumpkin pie. Um, and so does Lala. <laughs> and it was delicious. She actually managed to make a, a good pumpkin pie. So I don't know what she did. It wasn't probably a normal recipe. Uh, but, like, that's what they do. They're like, welcome come over we'll feed you pie so and, the yeah. our, our reputation hasn't been as tarnished in new zealand as it has in other no, parts of the world they still like americans it's weird it's really strange i think they have a lot of okay here's here's my theory um you and i have never been uh, afraid to step on anyone's political opinions on anything we talk about <laughs> so my my politics is going to be all out here but here's the thing um New Zealand has been as flummoxed as anyone else by what has been happening in the States for the last, you know, five, five years or so. Um, and the Trump people don't travel. They never have as, 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 as much as perhaps the non-Trump people. So the Trump people don't come here. So the only Americans that New Zealanders meet are people saying, I don't know, we didn't vote for him either. Like, sorry about all of that. <laughs> and, uh, so, so I think it's almost a self-selecting group that comes to, mm. New Zealand. Um, and they're, and they're just, they're, 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 I don't know. They, they like us anyway. That's awesome. They're, I mean, and they have their problems. It's still, you know, it's a country. There's still um, systemic racism. It is on a much lower level than it is in the States, which I wasn't really sure if I would find here or not. Um, but I was talking to a black American who said she'd been pulled over by a cop and felt no fear. And I was talking to a guy who immigrated here from Saudi Arabia five years ago. And I said, well, what is the racism like for you? And he says, I have felt none of it. Absolutely zero. And, um, but the Maori and the Pacifica people here do feel it. And it is, you know, something that, but the country as a whole is actively talking about it and working on, working on reparations and language. And um, you can't take uh, te reo Maori, so the language here, class, because the waiting list of, of New Zealanders of European descent who want to take it is like a year and a half long. Everybody and Maori is spoken everywhere. Like it's just, it's cool. It's freaking cool. I love it, man. Wow. I love it. The only thing I miss is my people. Right. You know, my sisters and my, and my friends, but they're not going anywhere. I got them on zoom. I got you on zoom. Yeah. Here I am. Right? We were always on zoom. I have hung out <laughs> with you like twice in my life. Three True. Times, maybe three times. Yeah. 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 But it's great. And I'm teaching and um, classes are starting up again in two days and uh and i'm writing a lot and 
it feels like the right decision still. Now, of course, that's great. What's what's the thing that uh, I, I'm trying to think how to phrase this? What's the thing that surprised you? Um, in a good or bad way that you just was not on your radar, you didn't anticipate it, and now you're kind of dealing with it? Honestly, I think the, com- the, 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 the support for our, us as a couple, I think this is something I haven't articulated. Um, and, and I'm not talking gay anything. I'm, I'm talking about the fact that I make friends really easily and I also have been working my ass off to make friends. Like I don't mind, you know me, I don't mind putting in hard work and putting in hard work to make friends is a pretty fun thing to do. But Lala is more insular and more shy um, and, and doesn't have, you know, the built in network of friends that I have because right. when you move into the drunk land or into the writer land, those are your people. And she doesn't have that. So that has been So for me, I've been going out once or twice a week to meet with people and to hang out and to do fun things. And she has not. We went to pub quiz the other night um, with some friends that we've made on the other side of the hill because we walk their dog and it's so cool. Um, But it was it was really one of the first three or four times that she has been able to hang out with people other than me. So I have been having a full social life and she has not. So it's kind of I've been working in stages like I need to make some friends. And then now January. My plan is to have people over to the house to have dinner two to four times a month and we will cook and we will sit around a table and we will talk and we will have that kind of socialization because with the pandemic, you know, she and I had been at home for 15 months together, not a problem. And it was great. And in our heads that told us we can move to New Zealand now and just have each other. But there's an, there's an end to that. Like we need to, we need to have more than that. We have to. So um, that I think has been more challenging than I thought it would be. Mm. Is it too early to say if this is a place you're going to stick around for the long haul? I would like to. Yeah. We would both like to stay here. We would both like to stay here. So entrepreneurially, my brain is like, well, you need to make a bunch more money then because (laughs) you cannot afford to buy a house in Wellington right now. But I am a writer and I can make money. And you and I have talked about this on our show a bunch of times. Like you you need some more money, make some more money, right? Make Figure more out words, a way to make more right? money, make more words, make more something, make more, do, do more of X in order to get money in order to buy a house here. And that would be amazing. Although I think I'm spoiled now. And I think I'd always want a house with a view of the water. <laughs> <laughs> so I need to make a lot of money. Yeah. So, so that's, that's me in a nutshell. What about you for the people who have been missing you? I can't remember where we even decided to just dis- distribute this podcast. Maybe on both of our shows. I don't remember. Um, yeah, we'll definitely push a- it out on the on the writers' well feed. That's for sure. But do yeah. we still have a feed? That's yeah. what I was going to ask you. Yeah, yeah, it's it's oh. yeah, it, it's still up <laughs> oh, that's there. Awesome. Yeah. There, oh, good. I probably owe you money for that. Nah. There's still people <laughs> listening. Like, I mean, no, I mean, there's like act. There's a few hundred active listens a week still. Oh my god. Well, hello, <laughs> listeners who are still out there. Oh, that'll be so fun. Okay, then. Um, Let's talk about you because your life has undergone a pretty big sea change too since the last time we did a show. And if people do not follow us anywhere else and they're only hearing us here, t- catch us up. Where are you? Yeah, I moved too. Although instead of moving to the other side of the world, I moved to the other side of town. <laughs> Which is amazing and difficult and wild and brave. Yeah, yeah. It's the circumstances of it that, that made it kind of crazy. Uh, yeah. You know, we had we're still kind of in it, but this past summer, you know, the housing, housing stock was going crazy everywhere in the States. And 
and in a way here in Cleveland that it doesn't in places like Nashville and right. Austin, and, right. you know, and, uh, it, it was, it was a few weeks before Zach and I were going to do, uh, which is a Salem in Massachusetts. And I, I brought it up to my wife. I'm like, I know this isn't ideal, but, um, if we could sell our house in the next two weeks, we could, we could possibly save like tens of thousands of dollars. And, and I'll, I'll spare everyone the details, but it's the, it was the combination of the property values in our neighborhood being the highest that they've ever been since we've been there. And the fact that in three more years, I knew for certain I would have twenty to $30,000 worth of repairs that would need to be done to my, to my home before we could list it. It's, there, yeah. it's like things that are, that are fine now, but they of wouldn't course, be fine yeah. in three years, right? Like a roof so and smart. a water heater. Right. right? So it, I mean, it could have been a fifty to sixty thousand dollars swing, yeah. uh, if we had waited. Our original plan was to wait until our our youngest graduated from high school in three years, but in three years, I mean, just sitting on the house for three years could have cost us fifty or sixty thousand. So we yeah. we hustled like we we uh, we moved a lot of yeah. stuff into my mom's basement. We got rid of and stuff. you had been in and, your house a long time, like I had too, right? How many how many years had you been in the house? Yeah, it was uh, 15, 16... Going on 16 years. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and we, we were 15 years as well. Yeah. So that is a lot of crap that you accumulate, even if you're not an accumulator. Yeah. It's still a lot of crap. Yeah. Because we, I mean, my, my daughter, that's the only house that she lived in. And my son was yeah. just a couple years old when we moved in. So we basically Aww. raised the whole family there. And we had all of the, the kids toys and the old clothes and like all that stuff. You know, when you have a house, yeah. it just, you just collect it. You don't feel any sort of reason to get rid of it. Well, we, we were, we had a two week window. Um, and so we got, we got really lucky though. We, uh, we got the house up on the market. We were in all of us, all four of us, we left, uh, to go to Salem together so that they could do the showing and, and bring people through the house without worrying about scheduling it. And we got, uh, you know, uh, an, uh, an offer over asking price on the very first day it was on the market and it just like, and that was it. And it was you know, we had a, we had a few a it's few amazing. moments where we were a little worried if it was going to go through or not. There's there's a lot of that happening now with, uh, um, you know, uh, the just a lot of the banking stuff is is in a way that like you're not really sure it's going to close until it closes, but it yeah. did. And uh, and we we moved into a, a smaller uh, luxury apartment in sort of the next town over. Um, my wife didn't, you know, she's closer to work. My daughter didn't have to change schools. I'm within walking distance of my favorite coffee shop. Um, so yeah, it, it all, it all worked out. Um, we've been here for five or six months now and, uh, we're kind of, we've kind of settled in and, uh, it's, it's wonderful. Oh, I love that. So tell me what is going on work-wise and what is this email I just got about, like, I literally don't know anything about this. Um, podcast amalgamation what are, what are you doing <laughs> yeah this is just one of the you, you know me and my ideas right they're always I just know firing you. off like, i was surprised it wasn't a new podcast no um, honestly no I, I've, I've had this idea for a while uh it, i whenever i talk to people there's always this guilt associated with um you included with i i have it I loving, have it. loving podcasts yeah. and getting behind yeah. and just not being able to catch up and you just gotta yeah. like declare a podcast podcast bankruptcy and just bankruptcy, like okay yes. right i'm just yes. gonna start listening again i can't worry about <laughs> catching up and i've i've been ruminating on this idea like wouldn't it be cool if there was just like a a weekly curated newsletter style thing that summed up like three or four really cool author writing related podcast episodes every week so that you wouldn't have to feel guilty about missing them like we you know give you i mean there would still be links to them and you could listen to them but like give you the the summary like the, the takeaway yeah. 
Uh, and so I, I threw that out to my three-story method certified editors. I'm like, hey, you guys want to do this with me? And they were like, yeah, let's do it. So we're going to try it for 2022. It's every Sunday. Okay. Um, it, there's going to be an email that comes out and it's going to be highlights of three podcasts that we that we like and links to them and and that's it. That's and in, the and you're doing it with them. That's the whole thing. I was like, oh my God, this is not another thing that he is undertaking to take on. You're doing no, it with, no, with it, like the, the work will be shared. Yes. Yeah. There yeah. are I, um, maybe 10 of us. So we're talking, you know, four or five times a year uh, as it <sighs> rotates through. So everyone, you know, no one's getting burdened with a, with a lot. And uh, and as folks may, folks may already see by the time this is out, because uh, the two of them will have been sent already, but they're just really short. They're, they're meant to give you just a five or 10 minute um, quickie sort of overview of what you missed and, uh, and get you back on your way. Where would people go if they wanted to sign up for that? Uh, the author And That's what it. is the author life doing? What are you doing? Tell, tell <laughs> what us am I doing? What's uh, going, what's going on? What am I doing? I have, um, I have one fiction. I'm only working on one fiction project right now. Mm -hmm. Um, our mutual friend, Stephanie Bond, who's amazing, uh, did a presentation at the Career Author Summit on uh, serialized fiction in a way that uh, no one else is doing, and it's freaking yeah. brilliant because she's amazing, and uh, she's been helping me with that. And so uh, that starts July first. So I'm trying to write. It's a daily serial. It'll be about 125,000 yeah. words total, and I'm hoping to have it completely written and edited and scheduled by July first. Now she's a super. Uh, old school pro. So she kind of writes it in real time. Uh, I'm not as confident in doing that. <laughs> no, thank that. you. I would, I would not be able to do that. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so that's, that's what I'm working on fiction wise. And then in nonfiction, I have a few craft books in the pipeline and uh, something with JD related to Writers Inc. that uh, I can't talk too much about yet, but that's yeah. kind of in the works. So um, yeah, en enough to keep me busy, but I'm, I've pulled back a lot. Uh, you know, I've, I don't, at this stage of my writing career, I don't feel like I have to push the same way I had to five years ago. So mm -hmm. I'm sure you're in that situation. I mean, what are you working on um, writing wise these days? I decided firmly to self-publish um, the book that was previously known as Replenish, which is now I think known as Stay, um, which is really about learning acceptance to be in the moment and not trying to escape myself, which oh, is what I've always and, tried to do. And and mention that you're, you're doing that on your friend's podcast, right? Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. If you guys are listening, if you want a great podcast, um, go check out ease lessons. Um, and it's really about learning joy and ease inside, uh, your creative work ease lessons. And it's awesome. And, and Mona McDermott is this amazing coach and she's walking four of us through right now, a little bit of coaching on the air. And that's what she's going to do. And it's, it's kind of life-changing. Um, so I, I have hired the editor for that, uh, uh, that, you know, and that's always to me, like, now, you know, once you have an editor, you have an end date, whether you have sold your book traditionally or whether you're doing it self-published and once you have your editor, you're doing it. So I've got to get that off my plate by end of January, end of this month. And then I'm writing a novel, um, which I have toyed with serializing, but I'm, I'm scared to do it. I probably won't do it, which is probably why she's the only one doing it and you <laughs> now, uh, because it is so cool. Um, and yes, I have pulled back on trying to do so many things, but I think I'm really focusing recently and this coming year on, on really making that commitment to myself and not. I mean, a lot of things happened over the past year. Moving did take a lot of my time, but I was not as productive as I wanted to be. Everything that needed to get done, got done as always, that's always the case. Uh, but things that I wanted to get done slipped through. And I, that's, that's a real goal of mine is to prioritize 
very much the creation pro- process um, instead of the business, but, you know, focus more back on the, on the creation side of it, which is just so fun and joyful. And I'm finding ease and enjoying it. Actually, <laughs> you guys literally, I forgot we were recording this today. So, uh, but I will throw out there if anybody wants to join me and Mona and our friend Jason um, in something that we're calling the 15 day frolic in, in February, it's uh, 15 days of just playing with writing. And it's already so fun for us to be putting together. And it's just going to be an absolute joy. So you can go check that out at rachelheron.com slash frolic. Awesome. That's, that's out there. Yeah. But that's literally just play because I like these two people so much. I wrote to them and I said, we need, we need to present something together just because we're going to have fun and the writers are going to have fun. What are you doing in terms of fun and joy? Yeah. So I, I've, uh, I'm excited to talk to you about this. I wanted to ask you about it too. I started uh, picking up my guitar again. Oh my God, I love that. Yeah, I have a few ideas of, uh, and this is totally a passion project. I, you know, I'm yeah. I'm always guilty of thinking like, I got to get an ROI on something. Everything I do yes. has to get an ROI. And I was like, no. You and I are so about that, yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, no, this is just going to be something I want to do. Uh, so I've been noodling around on, on some things that I think... Uh, might emerge in 2022 not necessarily band related i i I don't know if i'm going if i'm ever going to go back to that more traditional band situation um and it it really has nothing to do with uh anyone's anyone specifically it's just it's a big commitment and um and and there's just it's hard you know like I, i i'm sure you had this experience too like you know you practice every week or a couple times a week and then you, you know, you show up and you play to a bar of five people and you, you know, you're loading your gear in and out and you know, you're not even making gas money and you're like, why am I doing yeah. this? And yeah. so I, I think I'm, I'm, I don't know if I'm going to ever go back to that, but like I do miss the making the music part. So I've, I've been noodling, but I, I wanted to ask you, uh, I know you were, you had your yacht rock band there in, uh, in the Bay area. Yeah. Have you, have you done anything since you, since you moved? I, oh, I miss them. It was, it was, but I'm kind of used to missing them because the last year of us being a band, we weren't able to play or rehearse, you know, because, because of the pandemic. So, um, I have looked into joining a band here and it is, they don't have Craigslist here. They have a bunch of different sites that act in the place of Craigslist. There's, and, and the one, the one person that was looking for a singer literally looked like a serial killer. So, (laughs) Um, I sent that to my old bandmate. She's like, no, you are not allowed to meet that person. Uh, but interestingly, Lala, my wife has also been really wanting to do some more music. And last night she got out her guitar and she was noodling on an old Lucinda Williams song. And we, and she said, Hey, do you want to come in here and sing? And we fucking, excuse me. I can't, I, we do swear on the show. I right? think so. We I rock, can't remember. <laughs> I, I, th- I think we do. Uh, we rocked it out, man. It was so good. And so she and I have talked off and on for a long time about doing some music together. And there's a very big, um, New Zealanders really like roots music, uh, folk, bluegrass, kind you know, like old style country. They like that stuff. Um, and, and their open mic scene is super, big and fun. And actually I, I, we met a guy who came to pick up some, uh, dishware that I was giving away that was left in the house that we took over. And he just turned out to be a really cool dude. And we went to his open mic and hung out with his wife and, and I don't know, maybe do something like that. Like just her and me just getting up and 
rocking some things out, maybe making a little family band as yeah. if I can keep my, if I can keep my nose out of it. Um, I just need to not be bossy. Uh, <laughs> I, I will, I will ask you this because so often I, I was just reminded of this, how often you and I end up on the exact same wavelength without talking about something. Um, because I have been thinking about learn, maybe doing some more learning and playing with making music myself. Like I want to I want to take a, I want to learn how to write songs or, you know, try to write songs. Have you been thinking about doing that kind of thing? Well, I, I don't want to get too far into the weeds on this because it scares people, but uh, I am, <laughs> I can't wait. I, I am, uh, I'm really going down the rabbit hole on learning on this whole crypto NFT thing. Like, this, oh, right. That's yes, the yes. whole, th yeah. this is, it's just got my gears turning and I've been yeah. exchanging emails with Joanna cause she's, she's also very interested in, in this yeah. stuff. And so part of what I'm thinking about, uh, with the music is sort of taking that creative outlet and tying it into this, this new technology. Oh, fun. Yeah. Uh, there is, um, it doesn't matter if you like them or not, but you remember the band Lincoln Park? Yes. Okay, so one of the guys in it, Mike Shinoda, is um, an artist in in many ways, and he released an NFT project that I thought was one of the coolest things I'd ever seen. Um, it, he called it a generative mixtape. So what he did was he created, uh, well, he didn't create it. He had AI generate 10,000 unique NFTs. But here's the thing. I think it was 10,000. Um, each one is 100% unique. And it includes a, a, an image and a song. So he, what he did for the song is he recorded like the basic song. So it's sort of like this rock rap kind of kind of thing. Like you would yeah. you would reckon you like oh yeah that's very Mike Shinoda right. Um, but he created like a different melody and different percussion tracks and different background tracks. And then yeah. on the on the image side, the images like there's different hairstyles, different eye styles, different background colors. So when you take all of those variables from both the image and from the audio and, and, and the computer basically mix them all up so that you have 10,000 unique items based on all wow. those combinations. Wow. Now that's, that's way more ambitious than what, I, than what I'm, I'm thinking about, <laughs> but like, I was like, wow, that is really out on the horizon. That is really kind of taking your creativity and, and sort of marrying it with this, um, with this new technology in a way that, that has been impossible before. So it's super, yeah. it's a super cool project. And I've been just sort of been studying it as a fan and, and sort of like taking notes on, you know, what he's doing. I can't wait to see what you do with it because your brain works in that way that always comes up with something that no one else has ever thought of, I think. <laughs> um, and, and I will just say as a note to things like AI and NFTs and stuff like that, I was, uh, uh, Joanna and I had a chat the other day and, and here's the thing it's coming and it's going to be awesome. And, um, and you don't have to be afraid of it. The, the creator, the artist will always, always be an artist. And if you're listening, you're always going to be the artist. You're always going to be the writer or the musician or whatever it is. Um, it's, it's, it's right up there with word processing. You know, there were a lot of people didn't want word processing either because it would make things too easy. It didn't make it easy. The creation process will always be laborious and wonderful and magical and unimaginable. And the way that we distribute things is always going to change. Um, and the tools which we used to create them. I was, I was um, only tangentially related to this, but I was using this, this app called Wobly or Wobi or something like that. But um, if you do, if you Google AI art 
app. I think it'll come right up. And it's this AI generator that I was giving it strings of words. And from those words, it would make art and it would learn from what it was giving you. So everything was unique, but I made that by using the right words, because I'm a writer, I made this, this, this pick, this, this piece of art with this woman-like figure in the middle, sitting in Venice, she's writing and she's surrounded by wisteria, which is my favorite flower. And it is so stunning. I'm going to order a print from my office and I made it. No one else can make it. And I used words to make it like, how cool is that? But I didn't sit down and paint it. I didn't have to do 95 iterations. I did have to do probably 20 iterations to get what I wanted, but how cool. That is, that is super cool. And, and I and think it's it, mine it and is. I could sell it down at the wharf. Yeah. You know, I could get prints made and it, oh, it's so cool. And it, and it really sort of validates this idea that it does you don't have to understand the technology to use it. I don't understand it at all. Right? But like, I I was learning it as I was going. I was like, oh, but if I put that word, it'll do that. I don't want that. I'm gonna put this six different words, you know. Yeah. I mean, we've we've learned over the like in history that you can't stop the technology. You can you can cry about it, but you can't stop it. And what I've what I've been telling people who are like, well, I don't understand this blockchain, I'm like, well, do you understand how your how the HTTP protocol works in your web browser? Do you understand? I don't how even understand my router. Right. Like, I do mean, you understand what an no. IP address does? No, you don't have to to use the internet, right? And the blockchain is right. going to be the same way. Like right now, there are a lot of people who are using jargon to try and block, make other people feel yeah. inferior, um, and and uh, and that always happens. But like once it hits the mainstream, you're not going to need to understand how it works to use it. It'll be like PayPal. I mean, there are still people who won't use PayPal because it doesn't feel safe to them. And that's, and that's fine, but it's, it's going to be like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm so excited to see what you come up with. Yeah. Both of us. I think we have, I think we're poised to uh, <laughs> try to try some new things in the near future. Right. <laughs> when did we stop our show? Oh, that's a, that's a good question. I, uh, I looked up when we started, but I, I, I want to say, was it 2020 maybe? I want to say we did like three years. So it's probably been two years since we did the show, maybe yeah. a year and a half. I don't think we did it since coronavirus. No. And no, that's, and that's almost so. two years. So, yeah. um, so maybe let's not let it, if we keep that feed going anyway, maybe we'll do it a little bit more often than every two years. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, we'll, maybe we'll update people with what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> what, what countries we're living in. Yeah, that, exactly. that kind of thing. Um, well, okay. Let's tell people again where they can find us. Um, you can always sign up for my email newsletter at rachelherron.com slash write. And I send emails about writing. And yeah. Good. And they're wonderful. Um, what about you? Uh, theauthorlife.com. That's just go there. That's it. Oh my gosh. What is, um, uh, just going to put you on the spot with a question like we used to do. And it's on the spot for me too. What is your word of the year? Uh, I don't have one yet. So I got to come up with one while you're thinking. It's kind of, it's kind of two. So I'll pick. Okay, up. please. Uh, I, um, there are no rules. Okay. It's, it's deep impact. So I'm I'm trying to do fewer things that have deeper impact this in 2022. Wait, can I have yours? <laughs> <laughs> That's literally what I'm trying to do. That is what what I have been orchestrating. My, so I'm just going to steal it. You can I have steal fewer it. things with deeper impact. Yes. that is what I would like, and more time to lie on the couch and read. And and yeah. And See, again, we're on the same wavelength, right? Because I, 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 I was I was telling someone about this in in my author community, and I said. Um, it's not, it's, it's very sort of stage dependent for me, 
right? Like I, I'm not where I was five years ago where it was about volume, yeah. right? And and so now it's about no fewer things, but but with longer lasting impact. And and yes, you're in the same place as I am. Yes, and and I and I've been making goals that are like quantifiable that are driving towards certain ends, like affecting people deeply. And that means I do fewer things because if yep. those, if those things that I'm doing actually aren't going towards those goals, then I'm sorry, even if I love them, I've got to go. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. And which is what we decided about the show in a way. Yeah. True. You know, that's why we, that's why we moved out. I think a bird almost just flew in my office. That would have been something <laughs> to watch. <laughs> All right, my friend. It's so good to see you. So good to see you too. Oh, take care. Bye.